You are listening to Radio Boston. I'm Tiziana Deering. And now, Milton. What do they do now? The town bucked a state law requiring rezoning in a referendum vote earlier this month. Now Governor Maura Healey levying penalties. She announced the first clawback of a state grant earlier this week. Should she have? And how does the community proceed now? We're going to dive beneath the headlines on that. Two guests to do it here in Studio 2. Ed Lyons, Republican activist and political writer and a member of Swampscott Town Meeting. And on the line, Sleem Firth. He grew up in Milton and is now a research senior research fellow at George Mason University's Mercatus Center. Ed, welcome back. Good to be back. And Sleem, welcome. Thank you so much. Great to have you both. And really an interesting take from the two of you on this. Um, and I will I will set back up in a minute, but I want to summarize the takes from the two of you because I think it sets up the sphere of what we're dealing with. So, Salim, you write a piece um, on this referendum to undo a zoning change that Milton did in uh, December. They had to to comply with state a new state housing law uh, because they were a rapid transit community and it was to make room for the potential of more multifamily housing. Um, and as you know, then a referendum comes along, votes against it, uh, and now Governor Healy leveling penalties. Just give me the heart and a few sentences of, of what your argument was. Go ahead. So I think that this is actually good news for MBTA communities. There were always going to be hard cases. Milton is a hard case. The fact that 12 out of 13 communities that had to comply by the December deadline did, that's good news. And then this vote was 54-46. Obviously, MBTA communities lost, but it wasn't a huge loss and it was in a difficult political environment. I say, you know, Healy's doing roughly the right thing, um, but treat the, the whole campaign as a win and don't get too focused on this no vote. Okay. And as I turn to you, Ed Lyons, I will remind folks that prior to the change in housing law in 2021, it was extremely difficult to get any zoning changes done in municipalities based on the level of control that cities and towns held on zoning votes. So this is a really big change. But you have a little bit different view about whether this shows progress or not what played out in Milton, Ed. Yes, I'm very worried about it. I think that this is kind of the beginning of a long struggle to build more housing in Massachusetts. I think town meeting was revealed as being naked, which is that town meeting is often voted in by very few people and does not really represent the community very well. This is well understood. But now the people have realized, wait a second, we can just rush everyone to the polls, tell them whatever we want, undo town meeting. The drafters of this law never considered what would happen if towns decided to go around town meeting and veto these things. So I'm worried that there'll be a new tool in the toolbox for anti-housing forces across Massachusetts. And Milton doesn't know what to new doubt, you know, because their government is now saying, well, we don't want to go against the will of the people. The planning board said two days ago, they're not going to go along with this anymore. What happens now? I'm very nervous about what the, what, what this port, you know, could mean for the future. And of course, we have cities and towns across the Commonwealth that have this town meeting form of government. It's a little different than a standard vote in a city and town. It's, you know, sort of pride of New England, been around for a long time. Also worth noting, more than 100 other cities and towns need to follow suit this year, according to the law. A lot of them watching and pick your framing, right? Watching either what Milton can get away with or what happens to Milton now that they bucked the changes made at town meeting uh, at the end of last year. So, Salim, um, you've heard Ed's argument. We've heard your argument. You've said Governor Healy doing the right thing by in, in sort of imposing some penalties. You do wonder if the argument is 
people don't want to be told how and what to do, is there a risk with consequences? Do you understand what I'm asking? Yeah, so you're asking if, if this is just going to backfire for the governor and the state as a whole. Yeah. Is that, is that So, I mean, there's certainly a risk. And, you know, look, I think Ed and I agree the Commonwealth needs more housing, a lot more housing, right? So, like, I grew up in Milton. My, Me and my siblings would have a hard time affording housing in the town where we grew up. And that's a fundamentally broken as a society. We're not needy cases by any stretch. Milton has become very unaffordable. And that's true for many great cities and towns across the Commonwealth. Building more housing everywhere is the solution. The particular politics, it's going to be messy. I think that's, that's really my message is I, I'm not saying Ed's wrong about this particular dynamic of representative town meeting getting then uh, kind of referendumed by the citizenry. And obviously it's a problem if town meetings become non-representative and that's, it is an important wake up call. Really good points. I, I appreciate it. I'm just not too scared by the mess. So that's interesting. I'm going to stay there, but I'm going to add this 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 incentive or disincentive, depending on how you want to look at it, from the governor. Uh, and it's going to frame my next question to you, Ed. So here is Governor Healy on Radio Boston in December on what would happen if a community is defiant on this new act. If you don't comply with the act, then you're going to see uh, us withholding as a state money for any number of, of programs that, that you're used to receiving money for. And that includes, you know, for schools, it includes for, for roads and bridges, it includes for a whole host of, of uh, things that are important to communities. So the governor follows through this week, the first $140,800, right? State Waterfront Improvement Grant withheld. As you noted, Ed, there was a process. It happened through town meeting. Town passes it. And then in a referendum vote, it's reversed. Now, now there's no process, there's no structure, there's a penalty, but there's no structure. And this is, as Salim says, messy. So now, what do you do? Who organizes people who have now made each other really angry with each other to get something done that they worked so hard to try to get done the first time? Where, where is sort of the hope and who could lead a process now to make progress at Lyons? Well, I assume that the select board members will talk to town meeting and they'll then talk to the leaders of the no campaign and try to come up with a compromise plan. I don't think that will work because the compromise is going to be don't comply and put forth a lesser plan that doesn't meet their high-speed bill requirements and that won't work either. So I think they're they're really in trouble. Um, I also think for those of us on town meetings elsewhere that I think this will sort of make it harder to agree with pro-housing things even outside this law because... You know, Milton as the persecuted local town that should have been left alone, I think that the anti-housing people are going to feel stronger because of this, because they haven't had such a victory anywhere before. So I'm, I'm concerned that even in other towns, that's going to be a little harder to build housing that isn't even part of MBTA Communities Law. So I want to pick up in a minute on the rapid transit piece of that. But first, Sleem, in your writing, and you pointed out that, you know, the I think it's 54 to 40, 46, um, you pointed out in greater detail that there were a lot of neighborhoods in Milton that did want this. And Ed is, is ringing an alarm about uh, people in communities that come next who don't want to see change and will use this as a way to organize. You've said, hey, in the end, we saw a lot of positives out of this. Are you saying that neighborhoods and pockets in other cities and towns, like the ones, the 46% who turned out 
after approving it in town meeting and then tried to support it in the referendum have, you know, I'm going to use colloquialism here, have juice too to try to push this forward other places, Sleem. Yeah, absolutely. The biggest surprise for me in that vote in Milton was that the one neighborhood where uh, single family homes were upzoned, not a lot, a very minor change, but the only people who had their actual houses zoning changed, they turned out and they voted two to one in favor of the plan. And that really surprised me. I, I would have given them a pass if they said, hey, why, you know, why us and nobody else? Okay. Um, and that's that's the Elliott Street corridor right near the, the trolley line. Um, if I were the town, I would be looking at that and saying, oh, okay, these are the people who are okay with more housing in their neighborhood. And then East Milton is really unhappy about it. We can shift some of those housing units. It's actually, I mean, I looked at their plan. They've got lots of space within the existing plan to add density in ways that nobody would notice on some of the, the sites that they've already chosen to upzone. I think they can get there. There's an important provision in state law. They cannot come back with the same plan or one that's basically the same for two years. That's a state law. So so let me one get this straight, Sleem. Even if everybody changed their mind and said, okay, you know, Ali Ali Oxen Free, we changed our mind. We all like what got passed in town meeting at the end of 2023. Let's just do that. State law says they can't. That's right. So but to, to protect the sort of the 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 sanctity of the referendum, you can't organize a referendum and then say, okay, well, we, we re- that got repealed. And then tomorrow we just vote it back. And the point of the referendum is to say, we disagree with what our elected officials uh, did. So that might be a case where where the you know the state wants to say hey we're going to we're going to ease up on this particular you know for compliance for compliance with MBTA communities you can bring it back in 6 months or something instead of 2 years all right so we're speaking with Salim Firth who's a senior research fellow at George Mason University uh, Milton native, and we're speaking with Ed Lyons, Republican activist, uh, political writer, and member of Swampscott Town Meeting, and we're looking at what does Milton do now, right? Uh, through a referendum, blew up what was on the table, but now has to put something else on the table. And one of the things that you alluded to, Ed, is the fact that Milton was in the first wave of cities and towns to need to go because, based on the Mattapan trolley, they were c- at, uh, categorized as a rapid transit community. And one of the areas of potential pushback has been, well, don't classify us as a rapid transit community. The Mattapan trolley shouldn't count. And if you just scale that back, uh, there's less requirement of us and more time, and this will be okay. I want to play a little sound from Chris Dempsey, who had been an assistant secretary of transportation in the Commonwealth, um, about what the federal government, in fact, would say about that. The National Transit Database has been tracking it as rapid transit as it would for any other dedicated rail line, which is what it is with frequent stops and frequent service. That's what it has. Um, It's been law in Massachusetts for at least 50 years and maybe longer. So kind of sounds like just not on the table. So then what? Well, let's not forget that the review already happened and they were turned down, right? So the problem, if you go to town meeting, they at least give you presentations about facts you level set what's actually going on. The problem with a, a ballot campaign is people can be told we're misclassified and no one tells them, we already had the review, we're already turned down. So there's a, definitely an information problem with turning it over to the voters rather than having town meeting, which creates a context of true information to make decisions. Um, and I'm worried that towns will get pressured in town meeting, it won't be a referendum. It'll be, we'll take this to the voters if you don't listen to us. So it may weaken those of us who are already in town meeting, worried about getting 
clobbered the way that Milton Town Meeting got clobbered. So, so Ed, are you saying that cities and towns that use a town meeting form of government will be more vulnerable to being pushed to non-compliance sure. than cities and towns that don't have a town meeting form of government? Uh, I mean, everybody feels pressure, but town meeting is weaker than people think it is. It's a hallowed New England institution that most people don't understand very closely. They don't. It's not what it claims to be. It doesn't even represent the community on housing to begin with because it's overwhelmingly by white, wealthy homeowners who live in town for a very long time. It's not representative as it is, but I think it's going to look even weaker now. And if this is supposed to be who approves these zoning changes, any zoning changes will be harder because of the weakness of town meeting being revealed. All right. So rapid fire question to each of you, Salim, I'll go to you first. One piece of advice you would give to the community of Milton right now. Get people together from the different neighborhoods who are really active. Say, we're going to comply. What's the path that gets us there? When people are listened to and put in the room, they can end up swallowing a compromise that they wouldn't take if it was just presented to them baked. All right. And Ed Lyons, same question to you. Can I endorse his point of view? I think that's great. All right. There we go. Ed Lyons, Republican <laughs> activist, political writer, member of Swampscott Town Meeting and Sleem Firth, Milton native and senior research fellow at George Mason University's Mercatus Center. Thanks so much to both of you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you.